we bum everyone out, maybe they'll listen to us. Oh, okay. You can't cry enough when, when you, you miss, miss someone you love. You, you can't, can't cry, cry enough. enough. Hello, Hello and, and welcome, welcome to, to sex, sex Time. We did it. The norovirus episode. This is our 27th episode, with, which is actually our 26th because I recorded an intro uh, before you and I recorded together. So this is like our six month anniversary amazing oh my god and we both in six months we both are having stomach death yeah uh mine's kind of i think i'm i'm getting to the end i am just a little i feel a little rough Mm -hmm. i really want shrimp what you want shrimp I yeah. wanted shrimp too, but I don't think that would would have been a good idea. Oh no! Yeah, do not eat rich food. Uh, that was a mistake that I made. I, shrimp I, is, shrimp's not rich. Well, no, no. I, well, it seems rich. It's because it's just fat sea bugs. Um, I ate a big, rich meal: uh, rice noodles and tofu, and whatever else goes into a pad thai before when I when I was starting to like feel a little better. And that just set me back days, eight hours later. It was all so fresh. <laughs> can you explain why people can hear cars and your breathing is a little labored? <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of time today. Mm-hmm. So I, we're recording the podcast and I'm walk jogging. <laughs> Multitasking. Multitasking. Um so I don't know if I got the same bug as you did because mine moved so much more quickly and I'm kind of out of the woods now. But I got sick um, starting around midday at work. And then um, usually when I feel nauseous, it's like, oh, I just forgot to drink water and had way too much coffee because I make poor choices. But no, this was legitimate. And I, um, <laughs> I nearly died on the way home. I nearly died that night, like metaphorically speaking. I'm being dramatic. <laughs> and then... And then um, I stayed at I stayed home all day yesterday and I um I think like 60% of my issues yesterday were that um I hadn't eaten I hadn't gotten any electrolytes in so I was just kind of like floppy and then my entire midsection was so sore from throwing up that I was just like in in pain and I was afraid to even take Advil for you know hoping not to set anything off again so I was just kind of like floppy and in pain um kind of like one of our characters on the shows today yes um but then I good finally, segue 
well, we'll get there in a second, but I, um, a friend reminded me that, oh, I have Amazon Prime. So I got Prime Now, um, which was not as now as I was led to believe, but a few hours later, I got Pedialyte, which is gross. But um, after I had some salts in my system, I started to feel a bit better and I made it to work today. Yeah, you really perk up. I drank a lot of Pedialyte. I just, I did everything wrong. I was like a textbook for everything wrong that you can do when you're coming down with something. I didn't think it was a virus. I thought it was some kind of mild food poisoning. I kept working. I went out after work and jogged because I didn't have a fever or chills. So I thought it was just, I don't know, stress. I was really stressed, which the doctor that I finally saw yesterday said can affect your recovery time. Mm. Go figure. You know, I think that you're like the healthiest and least healthy person I know combined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got problems. <laughs> um, any other any other things we want to share with our with our loyal and adoring fans before we launch? Uh, I don't know. I mean, doesn't everyone just love to hear how the, the details of people being sick? Yeah. I Isn't mean, that just such a fun intro? Maybe we should just keep talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know what? I told myself that I was not going to derail our podcast with uh, frivolous talk of something that I think you enjoy, like purses, just to not talk about sex in the city anymore. Wow. You're taking quite a noble stance for something that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I think maybe it's more effort to come up with a distraction than to just complain about the episode <laughs> well um since we're on the topic let's go ahead and launch into the reason we're here so per usual, if you've been around these parts are you walking next to a horse i'm on gravel okay sounds like horse plop, thank, plop, plop. thank you <laughs> <laughs> you do wish you were an animal and i'm sure something horse-like would be a river noble. otter yeah I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, let's talk about Sex in the City. So the, uh, the episode that we're watching today is called um, Evolution. And uh, God, where do, we even, where do we even begin with this? Well, when I was writing into work this morning, I thought maybe it would be fun like, for the format to do little, little review summary recaps and then go into... Uh, actually talking about and analyzing the episode because it is and (laughs) all I came up with and then it was immediately swamped at work and had no time to think about this again until just literally the second was something like have you wanted to watch an episode with bisexual erasure and animal torture look no further than sex in the city season two evolutions a show that's fun for no one. <laughs> so I had um, texted you about uh, how I knew you hadn't watched the episode yet because I hadn't gotten rage texts from you. Um, <laughs> and then you watched it. And then I got a several rage texts from <laughs> you. <laughs> so let's gloss over two short plot points that aren't quite as interesting. Um Carrie starts leaving stuff at Big's house. Big is like, hey, you left some stuff in my house. There are children. I hear children. There's a bunch of soccer games happening. 
they can't hear what I'm about to say. No, they can't hear it. That's I'm wearing headphones. Oh, I. What do you? How do you think this works? I'm on speaker. Well, I'm wearing headphones. Okay. Well, I can hear them pretty clearly too. Do you know what I see? What I see a corgi puppy. Oh my God, corgis are the best. Their butts are so cute, and they smile. Guess who the corgi puppy is sitting next to? A bigger corgi. No, a golden retriever puppy. How are there two puppies? I don't know, but they're there. Stop derailing the podcast. Say your thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the two plot points. Carrie leaves stuff at Big's house. Big is like, no. And then she gets mad when he brings stuff back. But she actually tells him that she did it intentionally. Um, and it's like she had a really fucking fair point that if she's going to be staying over a lot, like, let her keep some of her prep stuff there so she doesn't have to haul around a tote bag every day. Yeah, some underwear, some makeup, a hair dryer. Yeah, not unreasonable. It's not like she started moving furniture in. Yeah. Whatever. Big, fuck you. Um, I don't think I hated Big as much as I do now when I was in my, like, early 20s. But um, You didn't he, hate this show when you were in your early 20s. You watched it. I know. You, you watched the movies. I watched the show, like, more than once. Um, and the other plot... Um, that I'll gloss over. Well, actually, I'll gloss over most of the show. So um, Miranda finds out she has a lazy ovary, so she contemplates freezing her eggs and initiates the process. And then um, a guy she goes on a date with gives her like shit about it, even though he's got a hair plugs. And he's like, "This is an abuse of science. Maybe some people just weren't meant to have babies." Yeah, classic Evo psych bullshit. Um, you got kind of upset because Miranda's younger than you. <laughs> I. She is. She's in this show. She's a year younger than me, yeah. and she's a Harvard law grad. She has a massive apartment, and her ovaries don't work. And I want all of that. <laughs> Only one of her ovaries don't work. I want both work. of mine to not work. Um, you've got the next best thing. Yeah, Paragard. Um, and then Samantha uh, gets uh, chatted up by a guy that she'd seen before, and he broke her heart. And she has this elaborate revenge plot to make him want her. And then she's going to leave him in the lurch. But then she, like, gives in to his advances. And they have relations. And um, and then he ends it with her before she can end it with him. So she's, like, you know, so she doesn't get her comeuppance. And... 27 episodes, six months later, you still call it relations. I don't always. I one time said fucking. Ooh, I did it again. um so this was a very immature samantha behavior and you you had also texted me that every oh that that doesn't have anything to do with this no but you said oh it wasn't this episode no it was just like generally a couple times when samantha said something and i've gone "Hmm, yeah sure and then you see her the rest of her behavior and like yeah die inside what's wrong with you um, okay, so the more, I think, uh, prominent and interesting storyline is that Charlotte goes out with a guy she thinks just as friends because she's convinced that he's gay um, because he acts in a way that people would code as gay. Like he um, likes Martha Stewart and he's a pastry chef and he um, pays attention to what kind of clothes she wears. Um, and so they have this debate about is he gay is he straight? Is he a gay straight man? Is he a gay straight man? Or a straight gay man? 
Uh, and I was like, there's a third option. Actually, there's probably more than that. <laughs> so he could be bi. He could be a pansexual. He, he could be, at that point, he could be, I don't know, asexual, but still trying out kissing. Like, he, there's so many things he could have been. Yeah. There's a complete erasure of that. And that was the thing that I got personally the most angry about in this episode. Because it's New York in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, how do people not know that bisexuality is a possibility? Right. And especially for men, you see a lot of bisexual erasure mm-hmm. where it's, you know, bi men are just beta gays. But I, and I just don't know why that is. No, I think um, bisexuality is way more um, accepted and favored in women, for sure. And I think that there's a... Um, a stronger like if, if you are a bi man there's probably just a stronger pressure to be performatively straight um in the, or maybe just to be full-on gay and not like acknowledge either of those like dichotomies because um i've heard gay people say i don't believe in bisexuality and i've heard straight people say that bisexuality is just gay they're just gay they're just gay they're faking that they like women or whatever so there there's a lot of erasure on both sides um, but I know, I know way more out by women than I know out by men, but I should probably know about the same amounts of both, right? Yeah, I know a handful of uh, out by men and some men who are by but not out. And, you know, that might, the reason that they're out might not be, they're not out might be they're in a relationship, like a steady relationship with someone of either gender expression uh, but I think it's the same for all bisexual people. Even if you're in a long-term relationship with someone, you still come out as bisexual just to, like, show our numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, um, even if a, a bi person winds up in a monogamous relationship with whoever they wind up with, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've forsaken their bisexuality. It also doesn't mean that they're missing out on anything either. They can have a perfectly happy life being with whoever their partner is. Um, or sometimes they have open relationships so they can explore both sides of their sexuality. Um, this this show does not, uh, this show's not nuanced and we know that. <laughs> it's really not, but it's uh, injurious that they have a whole section about the gay straight man or the straight gay man instead of saying oh, maybe this guy is a bisexual person. Maybe he is decidedly heterosexual and is not confined by the toxic masculine norms that say you can't know what clothes are or how to cook. So I I will take him at his word because he makes some fair points of like he lives in Chelsea, which is like a a definitely... it's a gay neighborhood and um he would know a lot more of just the context of what is around like the queer community by being physically located in it so let's take him at his word that he is straight and he just has these interests and um he is he has some effeminate qualities and there's nothing wrong with that um, and Charlotte likes it up until the point that he is not masculine enough 
in one particular instance, which is your other rage point. First of all, (laughs) he he trapped a mouse in a torturous uh, puddle of glue and then kicked the glue trap while the mouse was screaming. What's more toxically masculine than that? I mean, that's very violent. Yes. So, you know, glue traps are, are just terrible for mice and mm-hmm. other little animals, shrews, you know, the babies of the forest. Uh-huh. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, glue traps are just awful. Magic. Like if, if you can't do uh, live traps, just do snap traps. It's overpassed. I'm not going to disagree with you there. So regardless, a mouse is trapped in his kitchen and neither he nor Charlotte are um, brave enough to actually deal with the consequences of it. And they both scream and shriek and he climbs on a chair and then Charlotte realizes that he's not quite man enough for her. And that because the whole episode I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, let's take him at his word. He seems really genuinely interested in her. And he also is like cultured and not super hyper masculine this can exist cool and they get along really well and she's comfortable enough around him to wear her glasses and it's fine and then that's the that's the breaking point which is just i feel so typical of this character that she's got a very very low threshold for her deal breakers yeah I mean, what was her first one that we saw? China patterns. like Yeah, the guy liked the wrong kind of China pattern. And I feel like neither of them need to be the kind of people who deal with the gross stuff. They're both reasonably well off. They could hire someone, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, snap traps. So um, I feel like this was a stupid reason to end what was a, seemed like a pretty good match. Pretty good compatibility otherwise. Yeah, and it's, you know, like Dan Savage says, there is no the one that ticks off all the boxes. No one person can be your your everything person. Everybody's going to have certain things and lack certain things, and you just decide to work on it or not. So, And Charlotte seems uh, not only unwilling to work on it, but even to consider the possibility of thinking about beginning to work on anything with anyone it's all or nothing um so she's frequently winding up with nothing Mm -hmm. um was there anything you liked about this episode uh no i really hated miranda's hair yeah like her haircut is good until you get to the point that goes down her neck yeah what are we doing here? It's Is like this a, a baby mullet. mullet? Yeah. Unfortunate. Deal with that. And it, it's like she's pissing off people from both costume and hair during the entirety of this show so far. <laughs> Her wardrobe's been a little less offensive lately, but yeah, what's up with that hair? Yeah, it's either the hair or the clothes, or frequently both. Yeah. And she's just what is this what are we doing <laughs> and plot wise she's just constantly getting shit on so yeah somebody really hated Cynthia Nixon yeah check the credits for anyone with the last name Cuomo <laughs> oh man this is where the grudge started she might she might be governor of New York 
Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's got what it takes to not be Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) She really has what it takes to make Cuomo do whiplash moves back towards socialism. Yeah, I mean, I'm for it. All right, uh, final thoughts. Uh, on on this episode, I I don't know. They're just all so terrible. All right, we'll leave it at that. Shall we move on to Adventure Time? Yeah. So the first episode we watch is Belly of the Beast. Yeah, so why don't you do a little... I know you didn't have time to prepare anything. Do you want to do a little show summary? Uh, Belly of the Beast. What happens when... You go into a hypnotic teddy bear rave in a creature's stomach, and Andy Samberg is a hipster cult leader who doesn't believe that his life is in danger and everyone might get turned into poop. Next time on Adventure Time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was a weird episode. I thought this was a fun episode. It was, but it was very weird. And it was absurd. It was so absurd. Both Finn and Jake just thought they were dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> so a monster's going around, like, acting out of distress because, like, fireworks are going off coming out of its mouth. Um, Finn and Jake wind up in this, the monster's belly because the monster's eating trees and they hear someone screaming for help. And they get inside, and it's like this Care Bear rave. And these bears uh, do not seem to understand that they are in the belly of a beast, or if they do, they don't care. They are just, like, endless party mode. It's a real uh, Isle of Lotus Eaters. Don't know what that is. The Lotus Eaters? Yeah. From the Odyssey? I don't know the classics, and I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. (laughs) The uh, the lotus eaters just ate lotuses and were were so stoned all the time that they just couldn't do anything with their society. They were just low key getting it on with opium. <laughs> um, so they, uh, what's the name of the little bear that's like dancing because he has to, but he's like freaked out and he's like, no. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, cubby? but I know the cubby. Yeah, cubby. Yeah, he was very funny. Um, so he's like looking paranoid, but he has to keep dancing <laughs> and, um, tells him that party Pete is, uh, party Pat, party Pat, sorry, um, is, uh, the, the one who they can convince to help rectify the situation. He's hanging out on the, the heart. Yeah. Like a waterbed. Uh, and, he, and it, <laughs> you, when they come up to him, so they're left <laughs> for the last leg of the journey. This is where I leave you. And um, he's lying um, on his side with his legs like akimbo, like, <laughs> like Burt Reynolds. Fittingly, Burt Reynolds uh, passed away today, so it was probably a coincidence. We watched an episode where a, an animated teddy bear, who, who is a cult leader dressed like a bluegrass band member, <laughs> is in Burt Reynolds pose. So he's on this, like he's basically awaiting his next lover or something. <laughs> underneath an unlit sign that says party pat that he then triggers to go on with his toes <laughs> and they say uh they ask him if he's party pat and he's what does he say like no i'm the chief yeah and i'm party <laughs> pat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's got this like low laconic 
sultry kind of voice. Um, yeah, he's tall. He's like a tall, thin bear, and all the others are Care Bear stature. Yeah. He also has a full suit of clothes with a hat, and he has got like a head of hair. And like a messenger bag. Yeah. He, very hip. <laughs> he looks um he looks like he's in a bluegrass band. Um and uh they're trying to convince him that this is a dangerous situation, but he's not buying it. Or um that he won't hear them out until they party with him. Was that it? Yeah. Um and so he makes them do like karaoke. Um <laughs> they have to do like rap battle, eat pancakes, drink drinks. Yeah, it's just wild. It's just and I crazy. think I recognize some of those party bears, like the party bear bartender from, remember when the Ice King had his Matt Lorette party? Oh, I was wondering if these were the same bears, because they were so funny and cute, and I was like, oh, they can't just be a one-off. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the same bears. <laughs> um, so they're try- they, get- they partied sufficiently to try to make their case. But it's not believed, right? Yeah, I swear. He, I first, this. he like pulls them around a little bit and says, uh, "Like you, you drank with party Pat, but you didn't taste the drinks. Oh, you didn't truly party." Um, but okay, they get nowhere with that, um, and then they they inadvertently suggest to the monster while they're in its mouth that he should drink lava to get them out. Um, <laughs> is he gonna go drink the lava uh-huh <laughs> um uh so the the bears are just continuing to party and so uh finn and jake realize that they have to bum the bears out in order to be heard so they get up and they do this like cowboy junkies sad song about how all their snacks are dead which is recorded and is at the beginning of this episode um, yeah, you see those. my donut's dead. My milkshake's dead. My pizza's dead. Um, are you running? Yeah. This is this is, working? This is making. Is this a good podcast? This is making for great audio because I have, <laughs> I'm making the whole description up and I don't remember everything. <laughs> um, they have to go out the back way to get away from. <laughs> And they don't say poop in this episode. They say the stuff. The stuff. These bears are going to turn into the stuff. (laughs) Um, How did they get out? They just, they all ran. The lava was coming down after them. Oh, they had to go out the back way. And uh, we don't actually see that happening, but we see um, Finn bandaging them up. Yeah, and the monster had a big bunch of bandages on his bum. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah. Um, we know what happened. We've all eaten too many jalapeno poppers. Nope, not. I never mean. <laughs> I don't eat peppers. I don't believe in them. Well, I'm sure you've had some kind of similar experience. Oh, yeah, like two days ago. <laughs> um, so what eventually happens is that Finn brokers a deal for them to go back to partying in the belly of the beast because that's the only cool place they want to go. But instead of fireworks, they have they get to use lasers instead. Yeah, gentle laser lights. Yep. And then that's pretty much it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun surrealist dance episode. So weird. 
but very <laughs> like very fun weird. Should Belly of the Beast be our birthday theme this year? We already have a birthday theme. Yeah, it's rainbows. What would we even do? You and I are not going to dance in my house. I might dance in your house. But till my throat closes up from your cat dander. I vacuum and vacuum, but it's never enough. It's just it's just there. Yeah. Dander is so small. I know. Um, please don't dance in my house. This is a no dancing house. <laughs> Maybe we'll dance at my birthday when we're roller skating. Badger and I have very close birthdays, so we frequently um, do something big together. Combo. <laughs> um, one year. And by very big, I mean, we eat and watch movies. Sometimes Jeff is there. Yeah. Jeff should always be there. Yeah. I miss Jeff. As soon as he suggested I contact him and like set up a hangout, I immediately forgot. <laughs> I've told you to do that probably five times. I have so much to do. Should I do this for you? Do you need a scheduler? Maybe. I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> You're older than me. Figure out your own life. Do it for Jeff. No, he's, he's older than all of us. He's fine. He's always around people. He has so many children. <laughs> Those aren't people. I don't know if he's capable of missing anyone he doesn't see because he's seen so many people. <laughs> he's never alone to, and to miss anyone. That's true. <laughs> that is the, that's the value of going on like a solo backpacking trip. You might think you're really harried and you're just, the walls are closing in on you. Then you get out and there's no one to talk to. And it's just really puts things in perspective. So maybe, maybe I like those people that I thought were making me crazy. Hmm. Weird. You haven't been backpacking and yet you've been unusually nice to me lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we work in different areas now. Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow something, something. <laughs> Three times as big. Well, our our teaching styles and our learning styles are very polar. Yeah. I've never had as many blood sugar crashes as I had when I was training you. <laughs> I don't know what was happening to me. <laughs> I would be like, I can't talk to you right now. I need to eat a banana. <laughs> I'd be, you know, trying to learn by just going at a breakneck speed and then going back and figuring it out, (laughs) which is my way. Yeah. And you have to stop clicking on stuff. You have to stop clicking on stuff so fast. Stop clicking on stuff. Don't touch the mouse. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. I need a banana. (laughs) Your blood sugar would crash and then you'd give me instructions. And they get mad at me for following them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's never do that again. Yeah. I'll just train you on stuff. Mm. We'll see. My training way is to give an overview and say, well, you have fun now. I'm on Skype if you need me. That's fair. <laughs> you want to talk about the last Adventure Time episode? Well, I did watch the last, last episode. No, no, no. I mean the one that we're talking about today. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. What's, what's the title? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, what on. happened? Uh, Jake got really thin. Oh, yeah. The Limit. Is that what it's called? It is. Um, 
why don't you give the in a world <laughs> in a world where hot dogs are princesses and smaller hot dogs are knights Finn and Jake go off to save the hot dog knights they embark on a tragic tale of wishes <laughs> next time on adventure time <laughs> So this one is a little more cut and dry for a plot. They have to, they are sent to go rescue the hot dog knights, but they are tempted by the fact that at the end of this maze, there's a, the prize of wishes. So they're going it's to. It's like a big old labyrinth. Right. And they are so tempted by it that um, they decide, let's go for it. Jake uh, tethers himself to a rock outside the maze because they can't cheat, but they want to be able to find their way back. Um, much like with the story of the Minotaur. Oh, and and you thought you didn't know the classics. I know some stuff from the classics. (laughs) I just didn't read any of them. (laughs) Um, They keep going and going and going. And um, Jake gets uh, progressively thinner. Um, This is like the furthest that he's he's stretched. And Finn is getting very worried. But the hot dogs keep like egging him on peer pressure. Yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake. And... uh, (laughs) um, there's this, like, I guess it's almost like a minotaur, whatever they encounter is like a... Uh, it's a muddy mute. Oh, it's like... What do you think a minotaur is? No, they call it a, a golem. A golem. Oh, oh, the monster guy. Yeah. I, 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 I was watching this with, like, very low blood sugar and uh, no water in my body. I completely understand. <laughs> I also threw up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that I can remember anything <laughs> is a miracle. Um, they keep going, um, and they have to, like, solve a final puzzle. <laughs> the hot dog nights are so dumb. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, so they go through the, the gate that opens up when they solve this, like, little, like, rearrange the picture, and it makes a kitten. Uh, yeah, a slide puzzle. Um, and one of the hot dog nights is, like, what did you say like I love kitties and he he breaks the puzzle so the door closes so Jake is like as thin as like a ruler and um the door closes on his body um and he is like and he's been poisoned actually ran into his uh, a stretched portion of his body and he's yes in the maze stung by scorpions um He's he's close to death, but they keep egging him on <laughs> um, to get the wishes. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And then um, Finn realizes that the only way that he's going to save Jake is to get to the end to get the wishes. So he has to make Jake carry them and stretch across yeah. even further. So Jake's like a, a twig, like a pencil. <laughs> it is like really disturbing. <laughs> He can't close his eyes because his eyelids are too stretched back. And his organs are like paper thin. It's, just, it's messed up. Um, so they finally get over to the end and they've got wishes and you like can't mess them up and there's no take backs or do overs. <laughs> One of the hot dog nights wishes for a box. <laughs> just like a cardboard box. And he loves it. He's so happy. Crawls right inside. Uh, another one wishes to blow up. You know, I mean, like, big, but it's too late and he gets blown up. <laughs> and, and then Jake's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I wish I weren't so hungry. It's like it's a sandwich. <laughs> and it lands on his body. Um, and he's supposed to be wishing for the 
ancient psychic tandem war elephant which is very kind of disturbing but fun and you know most of the show kind of way um and then jake is supposed to our finn is supposed to wish to save jake um but he wishes for the tandem elephant and they get it and i guess the elephant by default gets a wish for being at the end how yeah that's that- how it worked and so then they finally use that wish to save to save jake and they ride off on the, end- the elephant yeah, and the mute thing says, you weren't supposed to get what you wished for. You were supposed to die. <laughs> um, I want more um, stories with the hot dogs. Really? I think they're kind of irritating. I think they're funny. They're stupid in a very funny way. They are really stupid. So I, I liked that. Um, I didn't like seeing Jake get that close to getting dead. Yeah. I was, he was very thin. Mm-hmm. This was, this was a pretty fun episode. Not as weird. I mean, that's kind of so subjective because they're all so weird, but not quite as weird as the, as the belly of the beast one though. Yeah. You know, as we're rewatching these, I'm kind of finding my attraction to the episode is often based on how visually colorful the episode is Mm -hmm. this one's kind of muted yeah it's bland it's a lot of grays all right is that is that is really what it is is how colorful that would explain why you want a rainbow birthday that's that's like a factor yeah yeah i thought you wanted a rainbow birthday too that's what we agreed on man we I, i just wanted to make you happy (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh what kind of birthday do you want like if i were if i weren't a factor um, oh my god i don't know i want people to do halloween stuff with me but i always plan too much yeah that was too much i don't know right now i feel just so tired oh, i didn't mention because because of the norovirus well, not i have the norovirus and i'm also on my period so like <laughs> oh that's like Somebody really, I pissed off somebody, didn't I? Yeah, we all did. We pissed off witches at another teaching institution. So a few people that I stayed with over the weekend have gotten sick. And then several of our coworkers have as well. So from like different buildings, somebody, somebody's out to get us. It's not just norovirus. No, no, I don't know. There's malice afoot. I just put uh, I just put a chapstick on Kingsley's forehead so he could be a unicorn. Oh, he does not like it. Speaking of of mythical animals, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be in a couple weeks doing our special blur check. Yes. So um, so get get used to this running background noise. Well, we're going to be walking because I'm not running it. Right, but well, I think I want to run ahead sometimes. And then wait for you like last Are we going to record on separate phones? I think that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, we could record on the same phone and then pass it back and forth. <laughs> no, we'll record on separate phones. Um, yeah. Do we want to record the whole thing and, and release it as a special race episode? Oh, no, that's so long. We don't have the... Will our phone batteries even last They might. Long? 
Um, maybe we'll be selective with it. But we also have, um, and I don't know when we're going to, we'll probably uh, do this the night before the race as we're going to watch the first episode of Great British Bake Off together and record as we're watching it. Um, we'll finally have enough hashtag content to get us through, you know, like what if we have the norovirus? Don't want to record that week. <laughs> the, you know, we had set out with the intention of recording a few episodes ahead just to have like a backup. But here we are again, recording the night before we're going to post. It's true. We're great at planning. We've just, we're so busy. You more so than me, but yes, we're very busy. I just, I just uh, say no. And you know, it's, it's also easy to say no when no one offers. <laughs> Well, you know, you have to be the one to offer mm. or decide. Like, nobody's making me go out on a jog right now. Uh, I just want to, I guess. Uh. Whatever. I would like to do the half marathon next year. I would like to do it comfortably. Yeah. And not be in, in such pain after. I am excited to see um, what kind of condition my um, entire lower body will be in after my foot surgery to see if I can start comfortably running again, because this this yeah. is a big barrier to me running at all, is having a mangled foot. Yeah, you brought up your mangled foot last week when I I got off at my wrong bus stop, clear across work caught up with you said ha ha and you said congratulations you beat someone with a deformed foot <laughs> and then you said I didn't beat you I caught up with you what do you think this is <laughs> to, to walk you into the building how do you I, how do you see me how do you see the world what is the story you tell yourself about everyone, me and everyone else everyone against Kelly yeah <laughs> I'm a victim Maybe that's why people aren't offering to maybe busy stuff. <laughs> or I made it very known. I want to be alone with my animals. Which is well, frequently true. Yeah, I guess that's what's happening. I'm for it. Um, shall we do pop culture recommendations? Sure. Go ahead. I've been watching season two of The Good Place with each passing moment. I am just more convinced that we are in the bad place. We're definitely in the bad place. We are in the bad place. <laughs> I think we knew that. <laughs> this like can't be real. No. It can't be real. It can't be. It's too it's too tailored. Is this your first time watching season two? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to see where you land with the rest of it. Uh, I think I just watched the 10th episode, so we're, we're getting pretty far into the plot, mm -hmm. which has really evolved, right? Yeah, really interesting concepts. Yes. I, I, I love how um, approachable it's made philosophy, because I don't especially like philosophy. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yes. Good show. Good show. Um, I good good show. Go good on show. Bad place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been watching uh, Call the Midwife, which is a British television series based on the um, 
memoirs of a nurse who worked in the late 1950s in the east end of London delivering babies during the baby boom. So I've been watching a lot of it. So I've seen a lot of fake births in the last couple of days. Um, Your thing's not as fun. What? Your thing sounds not as fun. You're making yourself be in the bad place. It's charming. And it also is like, oh, this is so nice that I don't live in a tenement. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, we should just appreciate it. Like, oh, if I move a plate, there aren't going to be a billion bugs underneath it. Yeah, probably. Although I did come. This is the bad place. I came home today and I looked in the window to see Nala because she always comes and greets me at the window. And I saw cat food all over the floor. And I was like, oh, no, what'd you do? And I ran into her room and the bowl is on the place it's supposed to be on. And it's still like ostensibly full. But like there's almost a bowl's worth of kibble on the floor. And I don't know what happened. (laughs) I don't know how she did that. I think my cat is magic. Probably. All cats are a little magic. Well, yeah, they're my familiars. So they're the reason we have fall coming. Yes. That is the reason. That makes as much sense as any reason that I've heard besides axial tilt. Yeah. Uh, which makes the most sense. Cats or Persephone, you tell me. Oh, speaking of the classics. Mm-hmm. I just finished the fourth trade of The Wicked and the Divine. It's so good. It's so good. Tell us about it. It's so good. Okay. I <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I don't want to say anything that's that's a, a spoiler and there's really nothing specific I could say about anything without spoiling something. Okay. It's just really good. So you get two recommendations this week. Okay. Yeah. It's my show. I do what I want. I don't sound like that. (laughs) Okay. Shall we do our our thank yous to our friends? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Let's just chant them. Okay. Ready? Emily. Emily. Taylor. Taylor. Jordan. Uh, Nicole, maybe? Chelsea. Sam. Sam. Lisa. Kristen, uh, Lisa, um, uh, Kate, Kate, uh, Heidi, maybe. Um, I told a few people at Taylor house that <laughs> I do this, and Chris was gonna listen, but he never did. But Bailey and no surprise, Bailey and Lee might have listened. I doubt it, but if they did, thank you. And well, why? Um. <laughs> yeah you know the why? the Facebook page said it just had 19 new views and I don't know why and I don't know how but nobody's bots nobody's engaging with it except <laughs> Kristen I really feel like Twitter is the correct medium for this uh, I know and I, ha- I have a bad idea that just keeps happening for six months we live in the bad hey, place we made this bad place ourselves I know um, I haven't that's the that's the best trick the devil ever pulled <laughs> You make your own bad place and you'll live in it. Uh, I haven't done much on Twitter lately, but I'll try to I'll try to do stuff on a more consistent basis because um, I feel like Taylor misses it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well. Um, oh, we forgot Will. Mm-hmm. Did you say it? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Will. 
there we go um well i got well that's everyone that's, that's it for this week so you can catch us on facebook but you're probably not going to um there's also there's also <laughs> twitter we're at sex time pod and uh we will reply to any and all tweets even, even, yeah maybe we have an instagram now i don't know what emily's been doing yeah i don't think we do what if we did i think she would have told us like very excitedly yeah probably we should have her back and ask about our instagram account yeah where the fuck <laughs> like is where it? is it <laughs> you said <laughs> well I, I think that's all for this week um join us every friday because uh we have some little time and this is how we choose to spend it thank you so much for listening and um uh bye yeah we'll we'll talk to you next time on sex, sex time, time. <sighs> next time